Does your kid have a flair for drama? Do they love to play with silly voices and sing songs? Are you interested in helping them grow their creative passion and skills by learning about the voice acting industry? Then you've come to the right place. Hi, I'm Marissa Dubois. And I am Vanessa Marroquin. And this is Parenting Behind the Mic, how to start your child's voice acting career, a Bright Voice Studios podcast. We are here to help you navigate the ins and outs of your child's voiceover career with tips and tools you'll need to succeed. As industry professionals, we will walk you and your child through the world of VO by covering topics like education, marketing, home studio, and mindset. If you're interested in learning more about Bright Voice Studios, be sure to visit brightvoicestudios.com. Thanks for tuning in. And now, here's the show. This is Vanessa Marroquin with Bright Voice Studios hopping on here to let you know of some super exciting things happening in 2023 for Bright Voice Studios. Marissa and I are so excited to be at BO Atlanta this year. That's right, BO Atlanta Voiceover Conference in Atlanta, Georgia is happening this year, March 23rd through the 26th. It is the 10th anniversary of VO Atlanta and man, are they going big. They are including a kids program that Marissa and I will be at. We are doing two classes. We are doing our different genres of voiceover that your kids can get into, talk, and then we are offering our flagship training program. That is Singing for Animation, How to Nail the Audition, and we are going to be doing that twice throughout that long weekend in Atlanta, Georgia. So the kids program that is Friday through Saturday, March 24th through the 25th, and it's one ticket for $349, but listen, hey, if you guys sign up for our mailing list, you might get some special discounts, some special surprises, okay? It's going to be such a fun time. We would love to meet you guys in person. Can you believe that? In person, oh, amazing. So if your kid is really into voiceover, they've already been doing it, or it's a brand new thing to them that they are really getting interested in, View Atlanta is gonna be a great opportunity to check it out, get familiar with the industry, talk to industry professionals. If you wanna learn more about what's going on at VO Atlanta, you can go to voatlanta.me. If you are in the Atlanta, Georgia area, or you have a free long weekend in March, maybe it's spring break time or something like that, Come on out. It's going to be so much fun, and we would love to see you there. Hey, Marissa here, and welcome to the second episode of this special mindset series. Today's episode is all about finding your why. Now, this is a great episode for parents and kids to hear, especially since we just started the new year and you're probably knee deep in implementing and let's be honest, probably maybe breaking some of your new year's resolutions. But before we begin, I want to acknowledge that I know some of you have youngins who are not fully ready to grasp these concepts just yet. But if you as the parents soak in these concepts and lead with a positive example, they will learn from you over time and build their own healthy habits when it comes to mindset and goal setting. So at the end of the day, we just want to empower your kids to think deep and decide what really matters to them. 
I am solo on this episode today, but Vanessa and I will be reunited in our next episode when we kick off season two next week. But today, join me as we explore the power of finding your why and how a clear why can help you and your kids be the best versions of yourself. Let's start with a definition. What does it mean to find your why? Well, finding your why means discovering a purpose or belief that drives you. And having a clear why can help you stay motivated and focused on what you really want to achieve. And it can help you discover what truly matters to you. Now, it can be a way to inspire and motivate yourself and your kids to pursue your goals with passion and determination. And ultimately, finding your why can help you lead a more fulfilling and meaningful life, both personally and professionally. So that's the definition. Now you may be wondering, how the heck do I actually get there? How do I find my why? Well, it's not black and white. It takes a lot of time and personal exploration, but I'm going to give you some personal examples and leave you with actionable tools and exercises that will help you and your kids dig deeper to find your whys. Now, in this, just know that there is no right or wrong. It's more about a gut feeling, at least in my experience, and part of the process is learning how to trust your instincts and be adaptable because... Trust me, like your kids are going to have an adjusting why all the time. I work with kids literally every single week and I constantly ask them about their goals before we start a lesson and it's always a moving target and that is okay. That is normal. That is expected. And what an exciting time to be a kid. So I'm going to give you a personal example of how I found my why. But before I do that, I want to give you a little teaser of what's coming up with the actionable exercises to try with your kids. We have writing a personal mission statement, list of values, reflection, and visualizing the future. And a couple others sprinkled in there. But now I want to get a little personal with you. I grew up like a lot of kids as a quirky and sort of quiet and shy little one. And from a young age, I realized that I loved to sing. I have video of myself at three years old turning our white and blue flowered couch into my center stage and belting out, happy birthday to daddy, as loud as I could. I wish I could find the original audio and put it in here. It would just take a lot of digging. But my parents, were pretty surprised, so they tell me later in life, because I was already at this young age finding the melody and keeping a perfect pitch and, but you know, I was a little too young to really think twice about it. Let's fast forward a few years to seven-year-old me, and that's when I saw my first local children's musical production. It was Charlotte's Web at Scottsdale Desert Stages Theater, and before the show began, the director, Jerry Colody, got on stage, and this was his signature speech before every single show I came to learn later, but it is something that literally changed my life. And he said, 
if you're a kid in the audience and you watch this show and you think to yourself, hey, I can do that, then I want to see you at auditions next week for Aladdin. Well, I watched the show, and by the end of the show, I was begging my parents to let me attend auditions next week. And looking back now, I realized that that was the first hint, you know, I was only seven years old, of me finding my why. Now, there's a little bit of science to back this up I've come to learn (laughs) later in life. So it is generally around the ages of five or six that a child will start to develop an understanding of their own thoughts and feelings and beliefs. So this is an important stage in a child's cognitive and social-emotional development as it marks the beginning of their ability to reflect on themselves and their place in the world. While it's still too early for most kids at that age to fully understand an abstract concept like finding your why, they can still develop a sense of their own interests and preferences and start to understand the idea of making choices based on their values and goals. Back to my personal story. So I went on after that first audition of Aladdin to do about 50 plus musicals back to back to back for most of my childhood. I like literally was hooked. I loved singing. I loved acting. I loved the community. I loved eating at IHOP at 11 p.m. after the show and all of the weird, quirky, lifelong friends that I made in the theater world. I mean, it really, really felt right for me. And I felt at home. And even though I don't think I understood that it meant I was finding my why, I think my intuition was there. And I'm extremely lucky and privileged that my parents, you know, were willing to support this dream and passion that I have. They realized I had this drive and they provided me the tools and resources and opportunities to pursue these dreams at a young age. So I am totally in their debt. I am so thankful. I know that is not available to all kids. But if you're listening to this episode, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are a parent with kids who you want to help focus and hone and, you know, help them pursue their dreams. So amazing. Bravo to you. I am so grateful for my parents and all of the amazing opportunities that they helped me achieve. As a kid in the theater world, I found a lot of success, actually, at a young age. I joined the union, Actors' Equity, um, and I worked on national touring productions like Evita. And then when I got to high school, uh, you know, as a lot of high schoolers do, my priorities started to shift. And my parents were amazing at realizing this, too. They realized that, you know, as my hormones are changing, I'm getting into my high school years, my why at the time had changed. I just wanted to be a normal teenager. I wanted to hang with my friends and make new friends at school. I wanted to stay out a little too late and uh, try new things. (laughs) So, yes, yes, I of course I kept singing in high school, but in a much less quote-unquote, professional capacity. You know, I was doing things like high school choir. And um, by the end of high school, I joined a band called Defy Tomorrow. Well, I 
started the band. But I joined a band and then I started the band. And anyway, I started diving deep into what it means to be a musician. And I found a new path by my senior year of high school that brought me back to my why without even consciously realizing it. It was just I was drawn back to the performing arts. And this is how I found my way back to it. Now there's some more science to back that up as well. So as children grow and develop, of course, they become better equipped to understand and articulate their own beliefs and values. And that's what I did in high school, finding my why and performing in the band. So by the time that children reach adolescence, which is about 13 to 19 years old, they're usually more capable of thinking about their future and considering the types of lives they want to lead. And it's at this age that they may start to actively seek out opportunities to explore their interests and passions and to think more deeply about their own why in this life. So back to my personal story, as much as I would love to dive into the band world um, and my experiences there, I'm going to skip that for today. That's another story for another time. It was a great time of my life. But let's fast forward now to my college years, where I really started to grasp and develop a deeper understanding of my why in life. And just a side note, I took quite a few years off between high school and college. So... By the time the band broke up, I thought that I was going to go back to school and get a business degree, maybe psychology. But after my freshman year at Santa Monica Junior College, I got sucked back into the theater world. They have an amazing theater program there. And after a year at SMC and getting straight A's, which in high school, I did not get straight A's. It's not that I wasn't a smart kid and teenager, but school wasn't my priority. But anyways, by the time I got to college, completely on my own terms, I loved it. And so I worked really, really hard. I got a full-ride scholarship to USC's School of Dramatic Arts studying theater and musical theater. And, you know, it was just the right time for me to go back to school. And I wish more Americans would give themselves and their kids the space to take those gap years that a lot of other countries do, because I was not ready to go to college when I was 18, 19. Yes, I was mature and I was ready to live on my own, but I wasn't ready to, you know, go into that sort of environment. And for me, it was completely the right move to wait. So yes, I found myself sucked back into the performing arts world in college, but at the same time, having some real-life experience, I knew that if I wanted to make a real career and real money in the performing arts, I had to buckle down and make some really big life choices. You know, I was the typical starving artist. I worked at restaurants and gyms and, you know, I kept getting promoted because I'm a good worker. So I was the catering lead and then I got manager offers. And then I realized pretty quickly that I was putting my energy into the wrong places. These jobs were literally feeding me you know, especially the free food at the restaurants, which were so good. And that was great, but those jobs weren't feeding my why at all. So I needed to make a living, but what can I do to make a living and also feed my why? That was the big question I was having at that time. 
And then I found my way to voiceover. So my senior year at USC is when I took my first VO class with Vicki Lewis from Finding Nemo and Phil Allen. And oh my God, I just fell in love with it. It felt right. It felt like my new home. It fed my soul in every way that musical theater did when I was a kid. I got to sing. I got to play characters. And here's a weird thing that I didn't really expect. It fed my introverted, you know, shy self in a way that musical theater and screen acting never did. I was auditioning for things in my booth instead of driving around town. And, you know, as an introvert, that was very emotionally and physically exhausting, doing all these auditions. And that's just me personally. A lot of people do a great job balancing on camera and, you know, physical auditions with the voiceover world. But for me, finding voiceover was such a blessing because I didn't have to drive around town for every audition anymore. And I quickly realized that voiceover is where I needed to be. And of course, starting in VO was not all sunshine and rainbows. And, you know, I wasn't an immediate success. If I'm getting really raw and real with you, when I graduated from college, my mom had just recently passed away and I was really depressed. I was living in Los Angeles. I was struggling to find motivation to even get out of bed. I was being the typical starving artist and working crap jobs and I didn't have any clear path to success and I was really, really lost, but I knew that I loved performing and that voiceover really excited me in ways that I didn't expect. And so, yes, I was thinking at that time, how can I make money? So (laughs) I set up my home studio in my closet. I had collected a lot of tech toys and equipment over the years in the band. Um, And then I cut up an old mattress pad that I had, and I started my voiceover journey. And it was not easy, like I said, especially climbing out of grief and depression. And of course, I worked with therapists, but I failed over and over again. But then I realized that small daily steps started paying off, even though it really didn't seem like it at first. And I was, despite being in this dark place, I was getting out of bed. I was practicing my voiceover daily on my own. I was trying to save up for more training and get some professional demos. And then I got a few early successes. So, yes, that was a huge motivator for me. And it told me I was on the right path despite the struggles and what I was going through. I needed to keep going. And fast forward uh, five years later and one global pandemic, here I am and I am literally living the best version of myself. I am fully following my dreams. I am making a full-time living in voiceover. I grew my own business from the ground up and I am improving my skills every day. I am learning more every day and I am helping kids and other VO actors every week to help grow their careers and find their passions in life. And like, I kind of have to pinch myself sometimes. I'm truly living my dreams and 
a lot of this that I have today is thanks to exploring and finding my why at a young age. So I learned this tool without even realizing it. And then later in life, once I started to read the self-help books and read the articles and listen to the podcasts, I put all of these abstract concepts that were floating around in my head into concrete terms. And I realized I'd been following my why my whole entire life on and off. And the aha moment came much later in life. And that's why I feel that you have an opportunity as a parent listening to this podcast to encourage your kids to think about their why from a young age and help them foster their dreams and passions. And they may not realize its power just yet. If they're anything like me, they won't realize it. But if you give them the space to explore their whys, your kids are going to thank you later in life for helping them find and grow these powerful tools and habits. After that whole story, you may be wondering, Marissa, what is your why? Well, again, it's not black and white, but there are a few main points that I live by and that fuel my motivation and my spiritual self. So here is my practical why. Money. Yep. But I, I got to be honest with you, money drives me right now. And I want to have freedom to support myself and my family and be comfortable to live a sustainable life in Los Angeles, which is not a cheap city, to have enough in my savings, to have enough invested in the stock market, and to have freedom to set my own schedule and continue to work for myself forever in the constant highs and lows of this career. As we all know, there's hot times and there's slow times, and I want to always be prepared for that. So my practical why right now is around money. But to the deeper level and going back to the story and my spiritual why, it's about performing and sharing my passions with others and to help bring stories to life. And ultimately, I love giving back by sharing my experiences, by sharing my knowledge, by sharing the tools I've learned and that's exactly how and why Bright Voice Studios was born. And I love it. As promised, I want to finish this episode with practical exercises that are going to help you and your kids find your why. And I'll include these in the show notes as well, and you can get a little breakdown on our freebie page as well. There are tons of exercises and books that can help you find your why, and it's really about finding your intuition and following a feeling more than some practical thing that looks good on paper. You have to find what fuels you and your kids have to find what fuels and drives them. But here are a few ideas that can help you think about this a little deeper and help you really nail down your why for yourself and even potentially your kids. And just know it's a moving target. I love to do these exercises 
almost every year, sometimes every six months if I feel extra stuck or lost in that particular moment. So number one, write a personal mission statement. So a personal mission statement is a short, clear statement that outlines your values, your goals, and aspirations. And doing this exercise can help you to gain clarity and to put your priorities in order so that you and your kids can focus on what truly matters to you. Number two, make a list of your values. So take time to think about what's most important to you and make a list of your core values that really define you. And this can help you identify the things that drive you and that are going to give your life meaning in the long run. Number three, reflect on your past experiences. Considering the experiences and the events in your life that have happened before and that were the most meaningful to you can be so powerful. So what did you learn from those past experiences and what did you enjoy about them? What did those past experiences teach you and what did they teach you about yourself and what did they teach you about your values? Now don't get stuck in the past because the most important moment is the now. But it's still a good exercise to consciously think about and reflect on your past experiences. And related to that, number four is imagining your future. So this one is really, really fun. You just close your eyes and take a few minutes to visualize you know, some ideal experience. And it should be more about the feeling that you get. Don't obsess over the actual experience. You know, think about running around. I I learned this in Mike Dooley's book, Infinite Possibilities. Do this exercise where you are visualizing, celebrating with your friends and family because maybe you just got a big voiceover booking and your kids got a big job and so everyone's so exciting. But don't obsess about the job and the how. Think about the future in a way that gets you feeling like it's already happened. So it's more about the feeling, less about the obsessing about the steps to get there, because we can't control everything that happens. But we can think about that feeling that excites us that we're working towards and work towards that. And the feeling will help us get there. I'm still learning these concepts. I'm constantly a student, but um, Mike Dooley's Infinite Possibilities is where I got some of those visualization exercises, so I recommend checking that out if that interests you. Now, imagining your future can also help you see your ideal future at this current time. So what does it look like? What are you doing? Who are you with? How do you feel? And this can help you identify your long-term goals and aspirations. And Tony Robbins is another one that has an exercise like this. It's called the rocking chair exercise. And you imagine yourself, you know, at your old age, rocking in your rocking chairs. And you think back about all those happy moments that you had in your life and all the things you accomplished. So I recommend looking that up as well if you're interested. 
And last but not least, number five is talk to people you admire. So seek out those mentors, those people that you respect, and ask them about their life and their whys and what motivates them and what gives their life meaning and their insights and experiences. They may help you gain a better understanding of your own values and goals and encourage your kids to do this too, to be open to talking to other kids working in the industry. Go out of your way to send a parent, a fellow momager, (laughs) an email or dadager reach out to them and and talk about your experiences and reach out to people you admire. Don't be afraid. It can be a really powerful tool. And that's it. This is the Finding Your Why episode. I hope you got some actionable tips and tools to take away from this. I hope you spend some time journaling. I hope you spend some time talking about this with your kids and seeing if they can start to grasp some of these ideas yet. Thank you so much for listening. Vanessa and I will be back in our next episode, which will start off season two. So we have a lot of stuff coming up in 2023. We can't wait to share with you all the exciting things we have coming up, different workshops and webinars and in-person events like VO Atlanta. So visit our website, join our mailing list to get some surprises. And thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Vanessa here wanting to thank you guys so much for listening to season one of Parenting Behind the Mic, How to Start Your Child's Voiceover Career. We have loved doing this podcast and we have big, awesome plans for season two. But... We also want to acknowledge that we're new at this. So if you've been listening and you have thoughts about how we can make it better, if there are things you want us to slow down and really break down into baby, baby steps, please let us know. DM us on Instagram at Bright Voice Studios LA. You can email us hello at brightvoicestudios.com. If you love the podcast, consider giving it a rating on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. We'd love to see your feedback. If you love the podcast and you know of others that would love it too, please share us with your friends. And we would love to see where in the world you guys are listening to our podcast. What you're doing when you're listening to the podcast. Are you commuting? Are you doing dishes? Uh, So next time you are listening to an episode, just post an Insta story. Tag us at Bright Voice Studios LA and we will gladly repost it. We love knowing where you guys are from, what y'all are up to. So keep up with us on Instagram. Instagram. We want to keep up with you because we want to curate this awesome, amazing, powerful, supportive community of parents, of kids who are so awesome and talented and creative. All right. See you behind the mic. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Parenting Behind the Mic, how to start your child's voice acting career, a Bright Voice Studios podcast. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date with our latest episodes. For show notes and extras, visit the Bright Voice blog at brightvoicestudios.com slash blog. To check out our upcoming schedule for webinars, workshops, private lessons, and in-person classes in Los Angeles, visit brightvoicestudios.com. Once there, 
Be sure to snag your free Parents Guide to VO and our 10-minute guided warm-up on the freebie page to join our email list. And lastly, if you're interested in scheduling a discovery call for private lessons or have questions, we are always happy to chat. Email us at hello at brightvoicestudios.com to set something up. Have a bright day.